Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Hello. My name is Junkie, except it's not, but that's what you will know me as. Okay. And that's Hank. Hi, I'm Hank. Hello. All right. So, first things first. Yeah. The last episode, we started off by talking about one Paul Fletcher. <laughs> that that man doesn't exist. His name was Paul Fleck. So that's just like a, you know, in the news section at the bottom, it has like a scroll thing with like the fact check. That's just the quick little disclaimer fact check. Paul Fleck, go like, comment, follow, subscribe, all his social medias and Twitch. Give that man some love. He's a great, beautiful man. And I butchered his name because I don't even know anyone with the name Fletcher or like last name Fletcher. So just no idea where that spawned from but i mean at name. the time i i didn't know if you had forgotten his name or if it was a bit and i decided to just let it roll no that's it's part of why what? i was dying they... so hard last time <laughs> that's what they teach you in improv classes like the first not that i've taken it but i took like some acting classes in high school don't like say no secondary whatever yeah you don't say no you <laughs> always say yes so you were a great supporting <laughs> cast member to my shenanigans of butchering his last name but I, that that like i was like actually when i listened back i was like wait a minute who the fuck is fletcher <laughs> like, and i so thought i was saying fleck that's the scariest part like in my mind my head heard fleck but my mouth said fletcher so there you go that's hilarious Bam. it's <laughs> so stupid and bad and that's when paul was like you got my name wrong or whatever i was like haha good joke no it wasn't a joke you were just being a dumbass glad i have closure on that (laughs) yes i'm about to say we left them in suspense for when was last episode two weeks ago yeah two weeks of agonizing distress i'm sure that was on the mind of every listener nothing else no current events going on in anyone's lives that impact their materialistic well-being just wanting closure on who the fuck paul fletcher is <laughs> how are you doing hank this i'm doing the a... second week where you know democracy yeah. is intact for the time being yeah. i'm doing okay i got pizza today it was Ooh. a little too greasy I was to say, do we discuss favorite pizza toppings, or are you just like it cheese? Just cheese. I'm not, I'm not right. a topping See, person. I'm, I'm pretty much the same, except I've grown to like either grilled chicken or like fried chicken on it. That that can be good. But we are like in the pizza capital of the world, New Jersey. So now I'm curious, though, is if you have like a standard pizza place, or did you try somewhere new? Um, I have a standard pizza place that's, like, a block away, mm-hmm. but I've been ordering garbage pizza because I've wanted garbage. Like, recently. from, like, a Pizza Hut, like, chain? Yeah. Or just, like... Papa John's, <sighs> just because I wanted garbage. But see... I wanted garbage. I, I don't... Unpopular take, I don't mind Papa John's. I compare it to the other chains. I think like, of it, it as a different com- food, mostly. 
It's like kind of not the same as like actual pizza. Actual pizza, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't mind it. Like, once they uh, ousted the the actual Papa, <laughs> they yeah. went crazy. It's like, you know what, man? I don't feel as guilty about eating it, you know. Yeah. But I it, like it's that weird middle ground of like it isn't as shitty as Pizza Hut and like Pizza Hut. I won't. Other I ones. actually won't eat. <laughs> Pizza I can't Hut, eat I, it. I like hate. it's, it's disgusting. Like I actually yeah. don't understand how people can like that and yeah. think it's actual pizza. Mm-hmm. That like destroys my heart. I used to. And then they come here. Prefer Domino's, yeah. but then Domino's did something, and I haven't. And then I stopped liking Domino's and haven't gotten. And then switched basically to Papa John's at some point. Yeah, because I haven't. God, like pizza Domino's. Like I also couldn't tell you like the difference between them both because I just never really yeah. had them. Because like we have so many local pizzerias that are just so freaking good. Yeah, no. and like you know, honestly, it's literally man. just because of COVID that I'm I would do that <laughs> under normal circumstances. You're divulging yourself. You're like I would. Yeah. Ch- yeah, under normal circumstances, I would go to a place and grab and get a pizza from them. But uh-huh. in COVID, I'm like deliver me garbage to my face please Thank oh you. totally <laughs> like my routine of like my of where i get my food has like completely altered due to covid yeah. and thank god there's like delivery apps like i use grubhub not sponsored but please sponsor me i use your yeah. app every fucking day it is um, hilarious that i or get garbage and it's worse than the really good pizza it's like more expensive rather than the really good pizza I could yeah that's but the only good thing about papa john's is though usually they have like always like a 25 percent or 50 percent off coupon or something mm. if you search it up so then it's like all right then i don't feel as bad but like you said it's already naturally overpriced to the point where with that coupon it's like oh i could have just gotten an actual pizza yeah. for like but I don't mind it. I don't hate Papa John's. Like, the other two, Domino's and Pizza Hut, like, I can't eat that without my stomach actually being like, what is this greasy garbage? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. But Papa's, I don't, I don't hate on that. That That's fine. Um, outside of Pizza Talk, <laughs> see, the riveting, the, or can we become a pizza podcast? Just, Except we're both, not like. Enough. Not enough content on that bone. But, like, I would argue there's potentially, like, because there's so many freaking cook shows and, you know, different oh, yeah. places like, to interpret pizza and stuff. But, like, we are the most boring, pickiest eaters ever. Yeah. So our content for a pizza podcast would literally be like, yo, that cheese pizza. And you'd be like, yep. And I'd be like, yep. And then look, if, if the journey ends. COVID weren't a thing and, like, every week I could go find a different pizza place in the New York area and try it. And come back with a report. Oh, like, that'd be awesome. That would be cool, but that's not, no. no. Not in No, you don't times. feel like traveling? Nope. No, this, no that isn't yeah. on the, the radar it for has, daily happenings. It has been a many months since I got on the subway. Oh, my God, yeah. No, I haven't taken public transport in for, like, actually even going into, like, stores has been, like non-existent because like my grocery store near me i pay five bucks and they deliver to me it's like even outside of covid that's such a good bargain just for my time like not spending an hour and a half or an hour in a store Mm -hmm. getting everything and just paying you five bucks it's it's like like the stereotypical lazy american but it's like holy shit man like that's such a nice feeling because i do not enjoy 
going to the oh another thing i've until college and someone my best friend called me out on this i always called it grocery store shopping and she was like are you shopping for grocery stores i'm like no you just go to the you grocery store shopping she's like just grocery shopping and i'm like oh so i'm not sure if that is like an only me thing but i felt very attacked in that moment of like holy shit i have called it this to probably hundreds of people and no one has ever been like that doesn't make sense <laughs> like the fuck is wrong with you look oh my goodness i read That's great stuff i read detective comics 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 <laughs> yes i would say our transition from the last episode now that we've got the pizza covid pre talk out of the way yeah hank and i left off on the note of worst comic book storylines and or characters i think it was weirdest i don't think it was worst weird yeah. okay then it might be weirdest i will take your word for it because clearly <laughs> look at the beginning of this episode my memory <laughs> i'd be like yeah yeah paul fletcher um uh, you are so much more knowledgeable about this than i am so i will gladly let you take the lead on one of you don't have to say like because i feel like whenever someone says like oh you're top five or number one or number ten like that usually puts a lot of pressure Damn. so one of the most memorable weirdest comic book storylines that you have read and or have heard of i'd be love to hear uh like the actual weirdest it's so fucking hard because like honestly mm -hmm. the stuff that's like if i go weirdest it's like the stuff that was off-putting but that's not really what i want to like off-putting in like an uncomfortable way or like this doesn't make sense yeah like when miss marvel got impregnated by an alien dude against her consent and all the avengers decided that was cool and then they sent uh, her off with that guy and also that guy impregnated her with himself and yeah, like see, that that story like... just went off like it was cool until chris claremont brought it back and we did a story where she goes, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> <laughs> like, the best part about this is if, like, you can totally make something up, uh -huh. and I believe you. Yeah. So I, there's a lot of trust going on, but also part of me, like, wishes that, like, you'll just throw in, like, one completely false one, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's believable, dude. Like, I totally get that. I would say, like... Because you both read DC and Marvel, do you think one or the other has the tendency to do more adventurous or weirder storylines or directions than the other one? Or do you think it's pretty even? Well, DC had the Silver Age, where literally the whole point of the comics was put something wild on the cover to get mm -hmm. kids to buy it. Um... So that's, and that's like the most pure, just weirdness. Well, is whereas like Marvel has always been serialized stories and like more focused on the soap opera stuff and like more grounded in that way, kind of. Mm -hmm. So like, there's that distinction where like DC has this whole era of comics that was just about being weird and not about character <laughs> at all. <laughs> Yeah, just like literally clickbait yeah. before. Whereas, clickbait. whereas Marvel at least has like our char 
like Stanley going, our characters need to have feet of clay. They need to be like human in that way. Mm. So there's totally. that. And then would you say, is there a certain, because one of my favorite things is like discovering like weird one-off superheroes and or supervillains that are just so gimmicky mm-hmm. and weird. Like, and I was going to ask you if you have any favorites off the top of your head, because I can definitely think of a few. Favorites is probably harder. Okay. Because, like, I can think, like, like one of the classic one-off stupid ones is, like, Snowflame, who's literally, his power is he does cocaine, and he gets more powerful. <laughs> is that Marvel or DC? I, I don't even fucking remember. <laughs> What is his name? Snowflame. Snowflame Super uh, DC. DC. Yeah. Damn. Nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah. That's more recent than I would guess. No, that that's wow. that's when people started because before if or if you go any earlier, the comics code like banned any mention of drugs so it wasn't until the 80s uh, where people started like, <laughs> so like mentioning that, that like, stuff yeah uh like um like mask off like holy shit they really just like didn't even like slowly like all right now that's gone let's kind of itch our way nah just that's it yeah like a lot of the um <laughs> early green goblin comics if you read them now they feel kind of like anti-drug PSA comics about Norman Osborn going crazy and <laughs> like mm-hmm. doing using this green goblin serum and becoming a different person or or and like a lot of it was, like the the Terry Osborn stuff is literally just him being a drug addict around that time and then just and it, yeah, just it's like there it that's just how it like the way they were writing it that's just how it feels now. <laughs> it's like yeah, like yeah, it's so the over the top like and uh, the war on drugs and shit. Yeah, being, you know. Oh my god, I definitely like the one that my friend told me about that. Like I didn't like believe because like he's pretty trolly. Was fucking dog welder. Oh yeah. Like, for those that don't know, his gimmick or shtick is that he punishes criminals by welding dogs to their faces and then that's just that's it and it's just like (laughs) is the writer of that comic like in a prison by now (laughs) or like like i'm always curious because it's like people thinking of crazy or weird ideas that's fine there's many of us that do that and do crazy boundary pushing things the part that i always find interesting is that like how it gets through the multiple layers of editors, approvers, publishers, storefronts, like that stuff is like, how did it get through all this giant hierarchy of things? And everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, it's we usually... will do that. It's usually because the like, editor is a piece of shit. Or I was something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, is it right? Like, it's just so freaking weird, man. It's yeah. so bizarre. Yeah. There's a character, uh, Mm Risk, who in a story got his arm ripped off by an evil evil version of Superboy. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then they wrote a story where Superboy ripped off his other arm (laughs) also. (laughs) 
later down the line. There was just like this weird running thing of characters getting their arms ripped off in DC comics. And then like in like I think it was an issue of Batman Eternal, there was like a character who like had a pile of arms in the like nice. lived in the sewer and just had this pile of arms. It's like, yeah, like the last I time like, I, re- you know, they... I remember thinking about, like, what is the fuck is going on with DC editorial? <laughs> They're always like, yeah, and then this character gets their arm ripped off. What is happening? Speaking of arms falling off, the second person on this list goes by the name of Arm Fall Off Boy from DC, so kind of aligns with your thing. He has the amazing ability to detach his arm and use it as a weapon. They just show him, like, literally walking up to, like, a table of people. And he's just like, my power will astound you. And just smacks him with his fucking detached arm. (laughs) I mean, see, I want to be a comic book writer, man. See, like, that that seems like just just one-off, though. I don't want a whole series. Just give me, like... A comic book line, I don't know what it would be called, but just, like, the stupidest shit ever, and that's just my goal, man. Man. Yeah, from the name, I can tell cream. if, like, he was a, just a le- yeah. Legion of Superheroes character. Because mm-hmm. that was, it's just, like, a million kid superheroes in the future, so they can get pretty wild with just, like, what powers What passes have. as actual powers. Yeah. You just got a lot of characters. A lot. Another one that I scream, but spelled E-Y-E-S-C-R-E-A-M. And his power is to turn into any flavor of ice cream. Nice. And you know what? Like, that one, like, is stupid. But at least it's, like, an actual power, sort of. Like, you can, like, at least dodge things get into certain areas and come back like there's some practical use to it meanwhile our boys dog welder and arm fall off boy i'm not seeing not not seeing that same potential but that could be my poor judgment in (laughs) i mean utility of their like there's a staple daredevil villain who's just stilt man and he has like his legs grow really big. That's this thing. Like there are there are like like kite man. There, there's a kite man. There's condiment king. He's a Batman villain. Well, see, I know kite man from uh, the Harley Quinn cartoon, which is oh yeah, 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 fantastic. And I need to binge watch the second season. But stilt man, yes, 1965. And then there's lady stilt man. <laughs> Hold on one second. Lady, lady, still, because we are. When did? Oh, 1965. Also, okay. <laughs> it's real that he still man is revealed to be a victim of a skin over an embarrassing sex video, among other. Huh. Yeah. In 1965, that was their storyline. That's actually kind of like pretty interesting. Like a sex tape being like the focal plot line for your character. But like also, <laughs> yay equality! <laughs> like, oh my goodness, Lady Stiltman and Stiltman. Wow, that is something else. This one keeps coming up a lot. Matter Eater Lad. Yeah, he's this a... guy can eat anything, and that's it. Yeah, he's another member of the Legion. 
what I want to know is how fast does he eat things? Because that would impact his ability to be useful. If you eat anything super quick, then like, yeah, dude, you, there's like a fort. There's like tanks, ships. Okay. But so then that isn't too bad. He is very, he has utility. It's like like a sphere. I was going to say like, but like the thing is like also like weapons like, let somebody, someone threw a grenade at him. Like he can technically eat it. Is he going to survive? Yeah. Like, can he? Yeah. Once okay. Once it's in his, you know what? Then that's not too bad. That's weird, but I feel like there's like utility around it that you can do. Yeah. I mean, there's like, I don't know. There, uh, there's some some mutant that's like literally just a brain in a jar, and that's kind of a bad life. <laughs> <laughs> it just like freaking. It reminds me of uh, the Futurama president's heads. Yeah. Like, they're just some mutants that just got the short end of the superpower stick. And, like, they're just gross. Yeah. <laughs> just gross. Like, actually, what was it? The X-Men 3 movie storyline where you can be cured? Like, yeah. can you really judge those people? Like, honestly. Yeah. Weirdest mutant i mean there's a character yeah. whose his, his power is not that weird but it's just hilarious his name and how big a character he is is gold balls as he makes oh God. Go- floating do gold i type balls. this into my google search <laughs> he can shoot gold colored balls from his body just don't ask what they're made of <laughs> great <laughs> but like again super weird but there's some utility, but, but and that he was like a major character in an X Men and in multiple Dangerous. runs of X Men, he's been. Why a major was he not like Wolverine had so many solo movies? Where's this man's solo movies? I mean, he hasn't been around for, for all the... that long. Like he has not. 2013. Yeah, he's very years. recent. Yeah. He's a support character in stories featuring Miles Morales. Oh my God! Imagine if he was in the freaking new Spider Man game. <laughs> that um, would actually be I, I might have to get a PS5 just to experience that balls. Or yeah, p- the problem with like stuff like that is the licensing for mm. like a lot of that stuff is like siloed off for the characters like there's a Spider-Man license is not does not get you all the X-Men no but you know I'm sure that gold ball licensing <laughs> that, that that's going <laughs> to cost Sony a real pretty penny Oh my! Tag. Tag's secret power is he tags people, which causes them to emit a signal that makes everyone else run away. Well, some people have that power without, you know, <laughs> just make everyone else run away. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the best. Wait. Oh my God. I was about to exit off the page. There's a super ugly John. Ugly John's power is that he has three faces, all of which are ugly. That is his power. Wow. You, you were not kidding about these mutants, <laughs> like, literally just being ugly sacks of shit, and that is their storyline, character design, everything. But speaking of which... Yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. That is your favorite superhero of all time, correct? Yeah. Or... Okay. So then I I mean, as a say, kid, my favorite comic book character uh-huh. was Venom. I was obsessed okay. with Venom. But, um, yes, because yeah. Venom was like cool and edgy without being like 
forced edginess. He would murder the bad guys, and that just seemed practical. Right? Like, just, that's what needs to happen. Also, he had that cool mouth of teeth. Uh Uh-huh. It's just just cool. And little kid brains are just so basic. It's like, oh, my God, making the thing that I know, like, different color to be evil. It's like, yes, (laughs) that's all I ever wanted in my character design. Like, just gets you so hyped, like Sonic and Shadow. Like, when I first saw Shadow as, like, whatever. <laughs> Little kid, I was like, <gasps> this is the coolest freaking thing I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. Yeah, so like but my with first, Spider-Man, yeah. I, like, my first um, thing was collecting comics books, so I just tried to collect every issue of Venom. And Venom was weird, because, like, Marvel, for for whatever reason... At the, in the 90s, uh-huh. Marvel was uncomfortable yes. with the idea of a Venom ongoing, like an ongoing series about a bad guy, weirdly enough. Mm. They weren't comfortable okay. with it. So they just kept doing running miniseries. They would do like one four-issue miniseries after another, is how they did the Venom book, until like they stopped. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> no think... other character, they haven't done that with, I can't think of another character that's done that where they're like, they were just completely unwilling to give him a an ongoing for a long time. Would that to as to a casual person that kind of sounds like more accessible, or am I wrong in thinking that? Kind, I mean, it's more number ones and number ones sell oh, better. Okay. So, like theoretically, so that's like, mm, okay. But it was an yeah, ongo. That... It was kind of an ongoing story, and like. I don't know. The art would change a lot more, though. Mm. Uh, but and like, eventually, and like the writers could be more fluid. Like they had more leeway on that stuff until like, at some point, fucking Larry Hama started writing it. Who's like the creator of GI Joe? <laughs> oh God! He That's wrote. Really he wrote. He wrote the comic where Venom and Carnage fight over the internet. And right, that's now, Venom. Now, gets, we're, now we're getting back to our original topic of weirdest. Venom gets mad because they make a Carnage video game, a Carnage computer game, and Venom gets mad about it because he's like, "You guys made a video game about a serial, like a sociopathic serial killer. Fuck is wrong with you?" Also, he's like kids with these video games, and also, <laughs> the Carnage just kills, murders people through the internet using his video game. He just sends a symbiote through the computer. Uh, but the best part is that there's a, the climactic fight between Venom and Carnage, which is like... De- so it's depicted as like there's a little strain of Venom symbiote and a little strain of Carnage symbiote in the computer, like, mm-hmm. going at each other. He's like, what's actually yeah. happening? But then on the on the big screen TVs, it's it's like somehow imagined as Carnage and Venom actually fighting. Like as as full people. <laughs> and wasn't there like a Carnage video game like long, long ago? Well, there's there's a Super is Nintendo this... Maximum Carnage. So is that tied in at all, th- or no? Th- Can that be like the storyline think... and be super meta a video game? Well, no, because that because Carnage's game in in the comic is a computer game. Again, uh... so he can murder people through the computers. NESs are safe, though. Yeah. There you go. That's how you sell the video game. Literally, you will die if... 
Carnage will literally kill you if you were a PC gamer. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's good shit. <laughs> and I was going to ask you, um, I, in my opinion, just as like a casual general public sort of person, I would say like Spider-Man has had like such a huge resurgence over the past five or six years. And even though he's always been relevant, I feel like it's kind of reached like a new fever pitch. Well, with... the, the Marvel movies matter the most in terms of superhero yes. stuff. And since he got back into the Marvel, he got into like the oh, Marvel huge, Universe yeah. stuff. That that's definitely and then, um, a big part of it. What's his face plays him? I forget the actor's name. Tom Holland. Yeah, and people are like yeah. obsessed with him. Yeah. So that's, that also he's, helps. He's a I good Peter say, like, Parker, whereas like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies were bad. Those were bad movies. <sighs> the way they characterized Peter Parker in those movies was bad. Um. What would you say? Did you have like a standout like criticism and or like? Oh no! The, this like like what was kind of for like the, 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 the for the Andrew Garfield ones? Yeah, that that kind of like was like the snap in your head of like, all right, nope, I'm done. I mean, the, with the first one, the suit just fucking looked ugly. Mm, okay. Um, in terms of like why I didn't like it at first, like I just thought it looked bad. They got a, yes. it. The suit at least looks better in the second one, but um, the problem with the first one is it's like they didn't. They didn't give Spider-Man a sense of responsibility. Like he doesn't in the mo like he doesn't figure out he should be doing good things until like Dennis Leary yells at him at a dinner well party. <laughs> like <laughs> like he doesn't it does because it's trying to like skip the Uncle Ben stuff, you it kind of creates a weird Spider-Man that doesn't have like the the moral he doesn't have the sense. Like, it doesn't hit those buttons and it forgets to. So it just doesn't... And his Peter Parker is not enough of a nerd. Okay. Uh, he, like, carries around a skateboard. Or whatever. <laughs> it's like they're, they're like, yeah. shorthand for who this person is. I don't know. It was bad. Um. Uh, Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield actually have good chemistry in those movies. Mm -hmm. Which is why they kill her off in the second one. I was gonna say I never saw the second one. Yeah. <laughs> I only the saw best, the first one. The I mean the other the problem with the second one is uh fuck why am I blanking on his name? I like literally had it in my head and then the villain yeah. Electro like their version of Electro. Oh, with Jamie Foxx? It's played by Jamie Foxx. It's terrible. Yeah, Jamie Foxx is yeah, fucking I hate awful in that did. movie. Like, <laughs> like just the way just they've. They characterized him was really bad. He didn't look good at all. Like that was such a huge turnoff to me because like Electro, I was like, I'm pretty much like a sucker for any sort of villain and or superhero that like can do shit with electricity. So mm -hmm. like as a kid, Storm was like Bay, and then with the Spider-Man PS uh, PlayStation video games when uh, Electro was in it, I was like, <gasps> holy shit, man! Like. This is the coolest superhero I've ever seen. You know, super villain. Yeah. Super coolest character in like a superhero world. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I saw like the CG. I just, it doesn't look right. It just looks weird. It looks off-putting. Like yeah. I get it. Like superheroes, there's like a certain suspense of disbelief with you know what's believable or not. But like I feel like it just was like it. It, it missed both. Yeah. Like 
I it, it tried to I feel like almost um middleman between being like realistic or being like too kind of superhero-y quote-unquote and it just like fell flat for me at least man the best part of amazing spider-man 2 though is that so dennis leary plays gwen stacy's dad who's captain george mm -hmm. stacy police officer so he dies in the first movie and then in the second yes. movie he just shows up as a ghost that's hot like standing there he doesn't say anything he's just silently judging peter parker like constant like both like a lot throughout the movie and it's hilarious that's easily like my favorite part about easy, easy yeah either of those movies is dennis larry showing up to silently judge spider-man <laughs> that just seems so gimmicky and dumb <laughs> It's Probably fucking it was stupid, and dumb, but, there was but it's hilarious. Like, did sort of well, like if I remember correctly, like at the box office, which is like, I mean, they're, better. Like, there's Spider-Man. Spider-Man, his True. name brand recognition. I don't. Yeah, know. I really hated how his suit looked in the first movie. It looked really bad. Oh, I need to look that up. Amazing. Amazing Spider-Man. Because the second one looks like more... Yeah, the suit... From, the like, Spider-Man suit in the second one looks fun. The movie just has other plenty of other problems. But, <laughs> but again, like... Uh, the, I see what you the, the actual highlight is Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone's chemistry is actually good. Yeah, it's um, It just doesn't... They, he doesn't like, feel, he doesn't feel like Peter Parker uh, yeah. is, is the, the character problem on that end. And then do you have thoughts on mr toby's trilogy of spooderman those movies aren't funny enough like they don't quip mm -hmm. enough and they speechify too much they're big dramatic speeches i i fucking hate like when Aunt may's talking to him in the hospital or whatever about mm -hmm. whatever like i don't enjoy that um yeah like they do um too much uh telling not showing or whatever the it's saying is like they're, I don't like. They're trying to. They're, it's just speechifying. Like it's just a character talking about how. Stuff. I don't know. They mm -hmm. don't feel. Did, I. Did you have a favorite out of the trilogy? Um. I mean, it depends. Sometimes I think I like two better. Sometimes I. Like I just like three just because it does have Venom. Even though their version mm -hmm. of Eddie Brock is bad and their mm -hmm. version of Venom isn't isn't very good either. Um it still has Venom. And when it comes yep. to Venom, I'm pretty I pretty much don't care about the quality. I'm just happy that Venom is there. <laughs> As a reader of Venom fair. comics, which were mostly not good, um, mm -hmm. I just like them. <laughs> No, that makes sense. You have a soft spot for the character and just seeing Yeah, him, like, even if it's there. like not a great interpretation, like I mean, he's still there. And I I don't ha I actually like kind of what they did with the third movie where they just the villains aren't there to be their own thing. They're there to be reflections of the different parts of Peter that suck. Like the villain of Spider-Man 3 is Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Yeah. Um so like the way they do Sandman uh uh, Harry Osborn is Hobgoblin and uh, mm. Venom. They're just all ref like mirror reflections of Peter's own failings and yeah. stuff. So I like that part okay. 
Yeah, uh, like, like the, their version uh, of Mary Jane in those movies is not it's not a good in- version of Mary Jane in terms of what that character should be. Um, what would you say like was missing, or what you would have liked to seen more of? Like more active, like Mary Jane is like a party girl originally, and uh-huh. that Mary Jane never had any fun. <laughs> for one thing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> also, like, point. uh, more capable. I don't know. Like, one of my favorite, yeah. n- one of my favorite 90 Spider-Man stories is, like, a six-part story or something where Chameleon is, like, mentally, like, fucking with Spider-Man the whole time and, like, putting him through hell. And the story ends with Mary Jane hitting Chameleon with a baseball bat. And then he's done. <laughs> and then he's done. <laughs> Yeah, was... that's how the story ends. Just Mary Jane <laughs> comes home and hits him with a baseball bat, and we're good. And they just, you know, <laughs> wipe your hands clean. You're done. Good. I always like. I loved like the way that she looked. Um, for the part, like when I think of Mary Jane, like I still visualize um Chris and Dunst. Yeah. But like, I definitely agree. Like just even thinking back, like she has like the depressing backstory with home life and then yeah which is is part of Mary Jane's like retconned backstory but um that was like a reveal to like add depth to a character that seemed like the complete opposite Uh for one thing now like I don't hate Kristen Dunn in those movies but that character just doesn't feel like Mary Jane yeah just like the character Yeah. yeah but I feel like in general like well you know, we've come a long way, but just like female characters in movies in general, let alone female characters in like comic book movies, especially Man. when they're like the love interest, like it's been pretty um, lackluster yeah. in yeah. their ability to make them dynamic. I mean, you know, it's not like the, the the plot lines in comics around Mary Jane in the 90s were also not good because they were uh, first Mary Jane's become a smoker. Uh, that was a bad Ooh. one. Bad. <laughs> uh, and then Mary Jane's become pregnant and has a miscarriage. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so like that also very, not um, good. <laughs> and then very, uh, and then she got she was being stalked by a dude and Peter wasn't helping. And then she got on a plane and it exploded and she, she was presumed dead for like a year and a half real time. And then the story was she had been, like, locked in a dude's basement that whole time when they decided to bring her back. (laughs) I Uh feel like that's, like, every, like, um, like, media narrative at the time. Like, you know, war on drugs, drugs bad, kids being kidnapped, like, every kind of PSA that they would want. They're like, all right, Mary, (laughs) which character do we have to promote this? All right, just throw Mary Jane in there. It's fine. There was like one cool part where she that's like locked in a taxi and it's the guy it's like about to blow up and she kicks her own she kicks out the fucking window herself and just like nice. and Peter shows up late and she's just pissed at him <laughs> like the fuck man was about to blow <laughs> yeah, up but then they actually they put her on a plane that explodes like the next issue so it's not so <laughs> cool and in an issue that's weirdly comedic like it's a really bad comic it's like about this fucking skateboarding person or something uh and then mary jane blows up at the end <laughs> and then Mar- and then they all blow up. like that fucking yeah. s- uh spongebob episode yeah. it goes straight to your hips 
and then you blow up. And then, like, two issues later, they do the comic where Spider-Man, I think it's Spider-Woman, but she's psychic, and there's, like, a bit about, she says, oh, you're the first person who hasn't pictured me naked, and then it's like, up oh, until now. Uh, <laughs> like, you can't just say that. Yeah. Like, but like, instantly it'll pop But, like, head. this is, like, the issue, like, an, after he found out his wife was dead. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's like and they're going into like bits. It's just like, what are you guys doing? Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> You're just throwing fucking darts at a board like, at that point. Yeah, they just there was just they didn't know how to write stories about Spider-Man married, and they wrote bad ones. And then their solution just kept trying to be like, let's just get rid of her somehow. <laughs> get rid of her. <laughs> But in like in their defense for not wanting them married, they're only married in mainstream continuity because Stanley had them get mar got get married in the newspaper comic, hmm. and then they made them married in main continuity, even though they really weren't together at the time, even just yes. because that was like a big news event to get yeah, eyeballs. Like they'll get headlines. Yeah, so that that's like sense. they didn't. They didn't really build into them being married properly in the comics. Um, yeah, it was something that they kind of just. But then, like every uh, like people, call fans my age are like, just think of them as being together because in the '90s they were just married, and that was that was the thing when you read all the comics. That was, mm -hmm. They were together or whatever. Yeah, well, it, was, it was a little more contrived than you might think. <laughs> True, and then do you have like any thoughts on? Um, Miles and like his story through Spider-Man, you know, multiverse, and then now with like the new game and kind of yeah, what Miles they've is, done with his character. Miles is fucking great. <laughs> yeah, what a good Spider-Man. Um, and I just in, I like legacy characters in general. Characters that are like, mm. like I'm, like I really like. There's another hot. There's a Hawkeye, Kate beacon and just her and clint barton are just both hawkeye and that's great <laughs> so i just yeah. like that shit i just like there being younger versions of characters who are just someone else but just have the same superhero name like i don't have like in terms of marketing i get why they maybe don't always want to do that but i just think that's great like i just think dick grayson should also be batman at this point always yes. Um, yeah, no, I love that. I was gonna bring up like Batman and Robin, like how there are so, so many yeah. like different Robins, and then the different stories, and then um, yeah. what was it, Batman Beyond, where Bruce Wayne then is like mentoring, you know? Yeah, Toby. Yeah, it was just like I I love that shit too. Yeah. He's like we're we've grown attached to not only like the superhero, you know, the um, kind of figure, but also the character behind it. So yeah, it's, but like, no, it, like us these. Like, comic books are soap operas, and you want the story to, like, push forward. And if you hold mm -hmm. the characters... If you... It's hard to age the characters, like... But you still want to have those characters... Those stories about teenage characters. I think it's a way mm -hmm. better thing to have, like, the characters actually age up. Like, Chris Claremont's yeah. X-Men run really tried to do that. Like, he tried to have the older X-Men characters retire at one point as that story kept going. And then eventually Marvel editorial brought them back. Like, 
but yeah, like, he tried like to like said, give like the... Cyclops a happy ending or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but because they're no. attached to the characters and stuff, and like you said, like yeah. you, they can't do it too. Often yeah, but the companies are attached to the brand. Yes, and then the brand of those way. original identities of characters too. But I mean, also like legacy yes. characters are a better way, or easy way to get more diversity in, which is always good. Uh-huh. Um, just like new versions, like keep it. Like we don't, I don't know. You know, the characters don't need to be static from 1960. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's another thing. Is like how many times or different angles can you think of with the same character? Like a, you, you can know, do a lot, it. but yeah. Uh, you also want new. You need lifeblood. It needs to still yeah. be a living thing. Or even like be like relatable or applicable to new viewers, new readers, etc. Because, you know, characters designed or made of in the, you know, 60s, 70s, 50s, whatever, Mm. um, as interests, social dynamics, society changes as a whole, like, they can still have their core values or core fundamentals as a character, but then the kind of recast allows them to be more updated to those societal norms so, like, the message gets across more and isn't just viewed as, like, outdated old boring and like cetera. like part of that like theoretical appeal of spider-man is he's the everyman so yes if he's the everyman then he can be any person so why mm-hmm. not just make anyone can be spider-man <laughs> so i like exactly. any story where someone else becomes spider-man that's great <laughs> yeah because it like, makes sense like like spiders man the cloud of sp- spiders that consumed peter parker and then got his morality and decided to be a superhero and became spider's man (laughs) after they ate peter parker so they also occasionally talk about eating people (laughs) but you know they're a good guy see now we're back to (laughs) one of weirdest superheroes and that guy that can eat everything full circle moment Holy shit, but I'm, like, I really, really enjoyed the Spider-Man video game, and I am super excited to see what they do with the Miles game, because supposedly it's kind of just, like, more of a Spider-Man 1.5 sort of thing. Like, it's a new game. Well, it's built on the same map. It's like the uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy game in terms Mm. of, like, scope, I guess. Yeah. And then, do you? What I was gonna say. What game systems do you own? I have a PS4. Okay, so that I was gonna Switch. say. Are you gonna plan on picking up Mr. Miles? I already have it installed. I'm going to play it as soon Ooh. as we're done with this. <laughs> <gasps> Is Hank going to stream it? I don't. That thing's so story focused, and I don't want to mute the music. I'm gonna stream. Oh, true. Next time I stream, it's gonna be streaming magic. But I want to get to Miles right now, so. No, that's a perfect leave-off point, because that game is very exciting. But thank you all for joining us. We love you all. Uh, in the next episode, do we have a, a lead-off idea? Nope. Or no? Nope, okay. <laughs> well, think of something by the time you listen to the next episode. Love you all. Stay uh, safe. Also... I set up an email address for the podcast. If you want to send us a question or comment or thought, uh, email us at 
heartscreampodcast at gmail.com. Yes, send us your thoughts. We need... <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so stupid. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Um, yeah, we, we would love to answer <laughs> any questions, comments, tackle any topics you would like us to see tackled because we are figuring out what to podcast about. But in the next episode, you know what our leadoff can be is uh, Hank's experience with Miles game. Bam. Oh, okay. Yeah, go. sure. Get some thoughts because I'm excited to see that game. I was very impressed with the first one. I thought they did a fantastic job. Seems like they have a good team um, and they have a lot of good base material to work with. So it should be an easy uh, home run for them. And hopefully, you know, I know they have some tight competition with launch tiles such as Bug Snatch, but I have faith in them to pull it off. Until next time. Bye-bye. Peace.